We are I. You know, as I was getting ready this morning, you know, 5.03 a.m., I was thinking about drive, individual drive, a person's drive. Where does drive come from? And why do we label it as that? Where did the term, oh, you know, you have really good drive. And what was it before cars were invented? Because before cars were invented, we didn't drive anything. So did that term even really exist? Or is this something that we just created within the last 100 years? Because we have to have labels for everything now. Is us trying to attach how much drive we have as an individual solely attached to you know, the invention of the automobile? And I'm sure that when the automobile was invented, we didn't immediately attach it. So like, let's, let's break this down. So if vehicles were invented about 100 years ago, and the concept of driving came after that, well, then was it 80 years ago, or 60 years ago that we invented this concept of how much drive an individual has? So let's just call it on the high end, let's say 80 years. So in the last 80 years, and now, most recently, like I've posted some articles on my Instagram and, you know, you may or may not have seen them or aware of this, but they've now found um, some human remains that are way older than what they ever thought that they were. Like, and I think, oh, I can not even want to say where I think where they found, maybe Australia. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. But needless to say, like we're now... They now think, I believe, that human beings and our, our ancestors are millions of years old. I think that what I read is that they were, you know, a million or a few million years older than what we thought, you know, like the the late or like the um the human remains or human like remains or ancestral remains were last. Like they're that much further in the past. So when we look at at this, so obviously we didn't conceptualize how much drive we had at any one of those points in time. If we are just saying, okay, since we don't really know, let's call it human beings and our ancestors have about 500,000 years worth of history on this planet. And maybe within the last 80 years, we developed this concept of having drive. So where, what were we doing before that? Where were we before that conceptually? Because we know a lot of these terms like that, a lot of these, these, these terms we try to fulfill within our day are from a more Western capitalist society, free society, the ability to be able to achieve and prosper based on one's abilities. But this is so new. So I think in my mind, well, I guess 
I don't think my foot. So of course I'm thinking in my mind. My when I process this information, I think do we have less drive trying to achieve drive because we have to label it as something versus just doing, just accomplishing. And are what we doing now so inorganic to us as a species, we have to create these terms like drive to be able to fulfill our primal need just to live and accomplish things. Because it'd be hard for me to believe that you could tell me that a thousand years ago, 5,000 years ago, 20,000 years ago, that if you took a human human being or one of our ancestors and said, man, you're just lacking the drive to eat today. You're just lacking the drive to provide shelter for yourself. You're just lacking the drive to provide some kind of clothing for yourself. You're lacking the drive to understand that the seasons are changing, so you need to do something different. I find that really hard to believe. But what I don't find hard to believe is that we've created these terms to be able to create more output from people instead of finding less, instead of finding more ways to be able to connect with how we should be living. We should be at a point now that work is a minor byproduct of us being able to live our lives. Work now should be a process that we don't have to do for that many hours in a day. Companies can still achieve the same result, but human beings have more balance to pursue what makes them feel whole as a human being. And we had this opportunity during COVID when people started working from home and realizing that you could probably accomplish the same amount in four hours a day as what going to the office for eight. Because if you don't, if you look back and you remember, the big thing before COVID is them saying in all these studies that we could do a six hour day and people would be more productive than working an eight hour day. What happened to all that information? What happened to all those studies? What happened to all that? all that intellectual property of saying that, look, human beings can be more productive in this work environment if they actually work less hours because they'll work harder during those fewer amount of hours. What happened to that? Because what COVID did was it turned it into this hyper-accelerated workforce of working eight or 10 or 12 hours because now you're not even doing any of the commute time that you were doing before and, and people are working more instead of working less. And we had that opportunity to be able to flip into that, that realm of working less, companies achieving more. What happened to the working four-day weeks, 10 hours a day, four days a week? So if you want to go the opposite, extending those hours, but working fewer amount of days per week. What happened to that? Where is that? Where's that whole narrative? That whole narrative is gone as well. Because I do believe that people... Human beings and our ancestors have a ruthless amount of drive. And that's when people come back to me and, you know, and I think about this and what makes me different is that I have a ruthless amount of drive. 
I've always known this, like my endurance to be able to push my mind and my body to an absolute ruthless point of destruction is so high. That's why endurance sports are my jam. That's why football was my jam. That's why just surviving hellacious situations is my jam. Because in my mind, I will know that you will never fucking break me ever. Because I tell myself in my mind, you will never break you ever. You will never give up. You will have that look of death on your face. You will present that that image of death on your body. You will go so far that you don't know when to stop because you don't have an off switch. I know this about myself. I've put myself in this situation many, many times. And I know and I pride myself of being in this situation many, many, many more times. And I tap into this by sitting into the sauna. I tap into this by working out. I tap into this by doing long distance endurance sports. I I do this by going into the backcountry and hiking and climbing mountains because I love that. I was tapping into that resource of drive, that ruthless, authentic amount of drive that would rather see me die than give up. I love that. And I think every single person on this planet has that because it is innate in us. It is constantly ingrained in us for thousands, if not tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years, because that is the only thing that has allowed us to survive and prosper, is having that intense amount of determination. But if we just look at it abstractly, we will be way further off. Because drive is an abstract concept of just accomplishing things that need to get done. We need to tap into more things where it works within that primal aspect of our mind, our heart, our body, and our soul, because then that's when that kind of drive becomes easy because it taps into our natural resources. And we don't have to try to create this in an environment that does not feel natural to us. So, My question of the day is, let's think about this for a second. My question of the day is, how many things in your life do you have that tap into that natural drive?